You don't have to change who you are to fit in with the job. Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. I'm super excited to have Emily Dankers today on the podcast. Emily has an incredible message to stay true to who you are and be your authentic self. In this episode, we talk all about how to gain experience in undergrad without a full-time sports dietitian on campus, advice for starting your own private practice during COVID, and the importance of being yourself at home and in the workplace. Emily Danker studied nutrition and exercise science at Syracuse University before attending the Ohio State University MSDI program with an emphasis in sports nutrition. After becoming an RD in 2017, she started her career as a sports dietitian, working with athletes at Ohio State University, the Chicago Cubs, and the University of Illinois. In 2020, she stepped away from sports nutrition to start her private practice, Emily RD Nutrition Coaching. She now meets with clients virtually to help them create lifelong healthy habits and break away from diet cycling. You can learn more about her at www.emilyzorn.com or on Instagram at emily underscore rd underscore. Let's jump in and let's meet Emily. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Liz. I am so happy to be here with you and to connect with you again. It's been a long time. I know. Emily and I were just talking for like 30 minutes before this. We were just catching up. How's life in um, California? Oh, it's so nice. I am from the Midwest, so I'm used to snowy, cold winters and the sun's out right now, so I can't complain. Um, Yeah, it's, it's been really nice. Um, it was seven degrees out this morning in Connecticut. <laughs> oh no, that definitely brings me back to our uh, Syracuse days. Yes, I know. So, <laughs> so I like to always start these episodes off with how we know each other, but Emily and I actually both went to Syracuse together, which is so funny because I feel like, not like I forgot about that, but I feel like now I just know you in like the sports nutrition world, which is just. Right. It's, it's so wild because we were just talking about how you know, our freshman year was pretty much 10 years ago. That's crazy. No, it wasn't. Of college? 2011. Wait. How- it's 2021 right now. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of graduation. I was like, how does that work? <laughs> We're not that old yet. Our high school was 10 years. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It's yeah, crazy. It- yeah. It is nuts. And I feel like you've lived in like 10 states since... Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's sports nutrition for you. And my fiance is also a sports RD. So we're moving all the time, (laughs) all the time. But I was remembering, I don't know if you remember this. I remember I went to the boot camp in Knoxville in 2016. And I was like, originally, I was going alone, quote unquote. And then I saw you or Seb like posted on Instagram that you were going. And I was like, and I reached out to you guys and we had dinner the night before the boot camp, But I'm just so happy I saw you guys because it was like scary to think that I was kind of going alone now thinking about it. It was scary. I was scared and I was with someone I knew and I was so glad to hear that you were there and 
you know, that was really my first um, glimpse of what it was like to go to those um, CPSDA either boot camps or the conferences where you go and you just know pretty much everyone. It's just yeah. such a cool feeling and such a great time to connect with everybody. Yeah, no, it was amazing. All right, so let's jump in. Can you take us through your career path up until this point where you started and where you are today? Sure. So I guess we start at Syracuse. Yeah. Um, great place to start. So yeah, you know, I went to Syracuse knowing I wanted to do nutrition. So I was majoring in nutrition and then kind of halfway through around sophomore year, I decided, you know, I wanted to pair exercise science with it because I really like the idea of like being healthy with nutrition and exercise. So decided to get a minor in exercise science and I actually became a personal trainer and did it for like one semester. <laughs> um, yeah, that didn't last very long, but I learned a lot. And then, yeah, so was going through Syracuse, had a great time, lots of snow. Um, and then I decided, you know, when I was applying to um, internships that I wanted to try to do a sports focus one. And at the time, I don't, I didn't do research like super well on it, but I just saw that there was one at Ohio State that was a MSDI with a sports focus. And I'm from Ohio, so had to apply to that one applied to a few others, but I ended up at Ohio State. And to be honest, I don't even know if it's a program anymore. I heard rumors that I the sports focus program so, isn't happening, which makes me sad. Is that true? Well, it's super random that like we had the boot camp last week and actually two students from Ohio State reached out to me and which is super random that I was talking to you today, but they said, that's funny. they said they thought it did exist, but I couldn't find it online when someone asked you one. So that is, you sad. know, I don't know because Ohio State had so many different programs. I think they might just be trying to simplify it because there was the sports focus MSDI, there was a clinical focus MSDI, there was just a regular internship. Like the fact that it was two spots and tell everyone who you met there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so um, Ohio State, the sports focus one was two spots, and you know I get matched. I'm all excited, and my friends at Syracuse. Actually, a little fun side story. This was back in the day when like snap stories were really big. Oh my and God. my friend was taking a Snapchat of me as I like figure out where I'm matched. And I just like start crying and it got on the Syracuse snap story and like 10,000 people saw me crying. So that was good. But anyway, so I check who the other person is and it's someone named Seb Zorn. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And all of my friends are like, you're going to end up marrying him. You oh, guys are going to date. Okay. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, let's not get, you know, ahead of ourselves here. But now we're engaged. And he's a sports dietitian at oh Stanford now. That is amazing, but, it's yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of cool. So we went to Ohio State, did our, our uh, MSDI two year program. It was great. You know, we started off our first year, we were both working with football in the first semester of our first year. And it was the year after Ohio State had just won the national championship. Oh. So it was intense, like super intense. And that's when I knew I did not want to do football. And that's when Seb knew he did want to do football. That's so that funny. worked out well. 
Yeah. And, you know, it was such a great opportunity because the second year we were given our own teams, which I can't believe they trusted me with my own team because, you know, Liz and I will get into this, but Syracuse didn't have a sports dietitian at the time. And, you know, I always tell people like, if I were to apply to the Ohio State sports <laughs> MSDI right now, I would have not gotten in because I had no sports experience. You didn't have any? That's what I was going to ask. No. Like, oh, okay. I was like, maybe Emily was just I, like pursuing this career. No, like, I do not recommend that at all. Like, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, advice to people, you know, <laughs> students who want to be a sports dietitian, like for sure. You really experience. were like thrown in the fire because you didn't, you've never oh, seen Oh, this is so embarrassing. I didn't know what a strength coach was. Like, I'm not from, I'm not from an athletic background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't make my junior varsity basketball team in high school. Like I am, I like running. I like being active, but I am not an athlete <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, so I get to Ohio State and they're calling like, oh, coach this and coach that. And I'm like, what are they a coach of? I thought that they were the, the head coach and it was, it was so embarrassing. So oh yeah, definitely get versed in um, sports. If you're not, you know, <laughs> you're not an athlete yourself. Um, yeah. I honestly got lucky with that one. <laughs> Liz is like laughing so hard. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. But I, I love to learn. You know, I, I went to Ohio State to get back to that. And I was I was an open book, had a lot to learn. I was the second year I was given my own teams, the whole aquatic. Um, I had my own fueling station, like in the aquatic Ooh. area, I guess. So Ohio State has a ridiculous amount of teams. And so at the time I had men's and women's swimming, diving, and um, women's synchronized swimming. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And when I was there, um, synchro, there's only so many teams and Ohio mm-hmm. State's one of the best ones and they won the national championship that year. So oh, I got a so ring. Cool. Oh, um, that's sick. Yeah, but honestly got lucky with that because I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I tried to model what Nicole Giantoni, who was the kind of my mentor at Ohio State. She's amazing. I just kind of tried to model what she was doing. I didn't know what a sports RD did or what they're supposed to do. And so I was just, just figuring it out, trying to do the best I can. And looking back, I would have done a million things differently, but you know, I was doing the best I could at the time, just open to learning. So Yeah. So that was a great opportunity. Um, Outside of sports, Seb and I did a lot of talks to people in the community. Like we talked to a rugby team and a high school swimming team. Uh, We talked to, you know, little kids on like middle school basketball teams and all sorts of stuff. And that was a really good experience just to get in front of people and to learn how to tailor your talks to very different athletes so that was great and then you know we are we getting through like career stuff as well then were you at the Cubs next yeah yeah so I went I graduated um May of 2017 with my master's and then took my RD exam and 
then I worked, yeah, I got a job with the Cubs, which worked out really well because the season starts in, you know, like April usually, but they have what's called a, a short season, like a class A short season. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like they're very entry level minor league team. And this was out in Eugene, Oregon, the Eugene Emeralds. And they didn't start till June. So it was perfect. I graduated. I could take my test. Luckily, I passed. So glad I never have to take that test again. And yeah, so, you know, drove out to Oregon with my sister who wanted to move with me because we were only going to be there for three months. And that was my first job um, as a sports RD. And um, I know Jenny Westerkamp was on the podcast a few episodes ago, who I absolutely adore. And she was kind of my boss. She and Don Jackson Blattner learned so much from them. Um, and it was, it was crazy. Like, like I was in the locker room with these 18 to 24 year old men and I'm making smoothies, <laughs> you know, averting my eyes when they're changing. It was just, it was a whirlwind but I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I learned so much in that first job. So the Cubs job was seasonal. So after the 2017 season in Oregon, I moved back to Illinois because Seb was in his snip with the bears at the time. Mm -hmm. So we were living North of Chicago and what did I do in that? That's the time when I volunteered at Northwestern with their sports nutrition oh, department. So cool. Yeah, and absolutely loved it. I loved meeting Katie Knappenberg and Christina Weedman. It was just amazing. Like it was such a great experience. And, you know, I did have to kind of put my pride aside a little bit at that time, because in my mind, like I have my master's, I'm a dietitian. I shouldn't have to go volunteer. That was my mindset. And like, I'm ashamed to say that now, but I didn't know when you start your job, like you don't know what you don't know. And there's always more to learn. And um, yeah, Jen Gibson at the Bears really encouraged me to go and volunteer there. And, you know, I set my pride aside and said, yeah, you know, I, I want to do this because I want to learn as much as I can. So that was a great opportunity. I also worked at a gym randomly during that time just as their dietitian but after about six months there I decided I wanted to work for the Cubs again in the upcoming season oh. so that's when I moved to Des Moines Iowa and that was their AAA the AAA club um, for the Cubs and that was really cool because I'd already had a season under my belt and these were the guys who were like right below the majors so that was, um, that was really interesting. And in that case, I had my own nutrition room. I wasn't in their locker room. It was so great. So I loved that. And then after that, I moved back to Illinois um, to Champaign because Seb had gotten a job at um, University of Illinois. And that was a little, it was kind of an interesting time because, you know, Champaign's a small town. There's only sports nutrition jobs at University of Illinois. And, you know, they were all full. So I volunteered at U of I. They were fine that, you know, Seb and I were dating and they, they didn't care, which was nice. But I worked at a restaurant for a while. Like, I didn't really know what I was going to do. But then they hired me on part-time at Illinois, which was great. So I kind of 
got to meet some people, got to, you know, do some sports nutrition. You, you knew and what a strength coach was now, right? I knew what a strength coach was. Confidence was You're like you. Higher. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So then, um, yeah. And then, a a job opened up because Kayla Pittman, who was working there at the time, moved back to Minnesota. Cause that's where she's from. And I applied and, and got it somehow, which was amazing because, you know, there were three dietitians, Brittany Perry, the director, and then Seb and me, and it worked out well, like it worked out really well. We all worked really well together and it was a really good time. I learned a lot and that was my first full-time job, um, in sports nutrition. But then as you know, as what happens in, uh, sports nutrition a year later we move so when COVID happened Seb applied for a job at Stanford to be their director of football nutrition and he's from the Bay Area so it's kind of a no-brainer he got offered and we drove across the country in April of 2020 and moved to Palo Alto and we're here now um this is a long-winded story, so I'll wrap it up, but we're almost to the present. Um, so, you know, as for most people, COVID was a time to really sit back and reflect and think, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what do I really want to do? And, you know, I knew that we're going to move again. Like, that's just the nature of being in, in sports like we're gonna move again. Seb's ultimate dream is to be an NFL dietitian. Like we're not gonna be in Palo Alto for the rest of our lives. And I was kind of getting tired of moving and having to find another job and moving and having to find another job. So it just seemed like it was time for me to start my own private practice. And that is something that I had completely blocked out of my mind. Like that is not something I'd wanna do. I want to have a salary. I want to know how much money I'm making. And I don't want to find my own clients. Like so nice at Illinois, how you just have 200 athletes who are your clients and there's always something to do. Yeah. Private practice scared the hell out of me, but it seemed like the only way forward for, you know, for our lifestyle and also just for how I really like to work. So I started my private practice in May of 2020, and I've just been learning ever since. Because as you know, we do not learn anything about business, marketing, sales, any of that in school. <laughs> um, so I had a lot to learn, but it's been going well. And yeah, it's, it's kind of been crazy pivoting away from sports. I'm still, you know, I have a couple clients who are active, I'd say, but no one is a you know, true athlete, like they're competing. So that's been different, but yeah, I've been learning a lot and it's been a good experience so far. Wow. I didn't realize that you went to like back to Iowa to work with the Cubs, like another. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love how you were saying like, you know, the ego with interning and like feeling like, mm -hmm. you know, you should be paid because I think anyone would feel that way. Like you have your master's, you, you're an RD, but you know, I think just like swallowing your pride and like you've interned twice and you've had opportunities from those experiences. And I just think that's so cool because in five years, like you've done so much, like you've seen so much and I'm yeah. sure like that has so much value now, even though at the time it probably was like, 
what what's good like what's going on you know so I just think that's really cool like your perseverance and I don't know just like you just took advantage of your opportunities thanks and yeah you know I was definitely pushed to do that as well I I don't know if it wasn't for Jen Gibson I probably wouldn't have gone and volunteered and you know Seb's pushed me a lot to do things that that maybe I wouldn't on my own so yeah so it's just been having good people around me. And too. now you know so many more people from doing those experiences, which is really cool too. What people kind of yes. forget about is like the value of like the relationship after you leave or wherever you kind of go next. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've learned that everything I do, whether it's for two weeks or two years, you know, it helps you in your future. You learn something and then you can take it into your future and look back and say, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't do that for two yeah. weeks, two months. Yeah, it's so true. Mm-hmm. All right, let's backtrack to Syracuse University. So I know, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of students out there that kind of ask, you know, how do I get sports nutrition experience if I don't have a full-time sports RD on campus? Kind of what do you do or, you know, so do you have any advice on just what you did at Syracuse? Because I think kind of the main thing is not like you don't have to do something sports related, but there's so many opportunities that we both know translate into sports nutrition later. So I know you've done a few things, but if you want to kind of talk about like the experiences you've had in undergrad and how that has helped you. Sure. Yeah. So like Liz has said, there's no sports RD at Syracuse. And, you know, I kind of didn't know I wanted to get into sports about halfway through my, my undergrad career. And you know, at the time, what seemed like the right thing to do was, oh, get your minor in exercise science and become a personal trainer. Like that'll show them that you know what you're doing in sports. So yeah, I I did that. And to be honest, like I said before, like I got lucky to get matched at Ohio State because I had no sports experience. Um, You know, if I could give a piece of advice, it would be, you know, even if there is no sports RD, where, where you're at school, there are likely sports teams and they would love to have a team talk, you know, reach out to them, figure out who you can, you know, connect with, who can get you in front of these athletes. Cause that's a huge, that just shows initiative. Um, it shows that you care and that you're, you know, you already have practice in this. So it's definitely an even more competitive world out there in sports today than it was six years ago, five years ago. Yeah. What about, um, what about that? Didn't you start like a nutrition, like TV show or something in undergrad? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I forgot about this. Oh, I did it. Sorry. I should have. We're going, we're going way back. So, um, yeah, I guess a couple of things that really, that kind of stood out. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing to bring up because, you know, when I'm looking at the match rate, right? It's like 50% or something. It's really low for the internship. And so we're all taking the same classes. So I wanted to figure out some things I could do that would make me stand out. So my friend in college, Abby, who's actually a DG like Liz. So she was in communication. So she knew how to do editing and she knew how to like use the cameras and all of that and so together we decided to make a cooking show called college eats beyond ramen and it was on the syracuse tv channel and it was all about just quick easy things you can make in a microwave in your apartment just like really simple stuff 
So we paired up and we did that and it's, it's up on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, not a very high production value starting out, but it was so much fun and such a cool thing to put on the, on your resume. Like it was definitely different. And I have Abby mostly to thank for that because she did all the editing and knew how to get in. So that was really cool. And oh, what was I going to say? But yeah, I think, I think what people don't realize is even though that might feel like that has nothing to do with sports, it so does because you're getting up, you're talking, those are quick, easy meals to make. And that's what our student athletes use those skills. And, you know, with social media, I forgot in 2015, I did an internship with Foodie on Campus, which is like a food, a college eats sort of thing. And, you know, I would post on their social media account at the time, I'd probably make like really embarrassing food puns, but, you know, at the time that was like normal, but I use social media or that experience. I use social media today with feeling Huskies and getting buy-in for my student athletes. And so it's, that experience didn't say sports nutrition all over it, but that translates, you know? So I think that's important yes. too. Like you can find the sports. Like if you have a dietitian, doesn't have to be at your school. You could reach out to any school now that you can do remote work. It doesn't have to be just at, you know, there's actually maybe more opportunities to get involved. But I think sometimes maybe students are like really focused on like, I need this sports, but like all the other things that you're doing are gonna actually translate more than you kind of think. Yeah, that's so true, Liz. And you actually just opened my eyes up to that. I'd never really considered that, but you're so right. And like we were saying earlier, everything you do, like you learn something from it and you you can use it in your future career. So yeah, if you get any cool opportunities to um, do something different, a little bit out there, I definitely suggest taking it. Don't just go with what everyone else does because you got to stand out. This is also random. I just thought of this, but do you remember the chef that cooked? Because you were a DG all the time with Abby. Do you remember we had a chef? Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So this, I don't know if you would know this, but the food just wasn't that great. And we were all kind of complaining about it. And I was like, wait, like, what if I do an intervention where like, I get the menu from the chef and I meet, did you know I did this or no? I don't know. No, oh. this is amazing. Yeah. Tell me more. And I met with the sorority sisters and I was like, what's your feedback on all these things? And then I met with the chef. And at the time I didn't really realize that I was like building a relationship with the chef, because if I went to him and said, Hey, your food sucks. Like, can you make changes? Like he would likely be mad. And like, you know, you don't know. So sure. I didn't realize at the time that like building trust with the chef is just the same at the collegiate level of building trust with the training table manager, you know? And so oh anyways, he made like small changes that made a huge difference. And like, we were so much happier, like in the spring, but that wasn't like a planned, I think sometimes you think like a planned opportunity on like how I'm going to get it into internships mm -hmm. that kind of just happened randomly. And I was so busy my senior year, but for some reason I had time for that because I cared about it, you know, because it was, yeah. but I didn't realize how much that translated, but that was like, you know, I didn't have to join a club to do something valuable. Yes. Definitely. And it's almost more impressive because it wasn't through a club. It was just something that you saw an opportunity and grabbed it. And people love stories like that. So the lesson is look outside the box, kids. <laughs> yes, look outside the box because there are opportunities everywhere. And there are so many different ways to get experience. 
So I know we talked about this a bit, but anything else about like your DI or master's at Ohio State that has helped you in your career up until this point? Mm. Yeah, you know, I think the whole, like I was saying my second year when they just gave me all of aquatics without much structure, it's just like, there you go. Um, I remember at the time being a little like uneasy. Like, I don't really know what to do. Um, but the things I learned there has really translated throughout the rest of my career and life, because that's just how it is. Like people will give you a job and they expect you to, to figure it out. It's not always going to be laid out. I was very much in school, very much like a syllabus person. And I want to be told you do this and you do that and you get an A. Like that is how my brain works. And so it was hard, but that's what it is to, to be an adult, to transfer into a career and to be able to critically think and take a step back and say, okay, what is needed here? How can I help? And how can I be the most efficient with my time? And that's something that has, you know, I, I keep in mind and I use those skills, you know, ever since there and in all the jobs. And then now, you know, in my career now. What about when you were at the Chicago Cubs? Like, was there any, I know you kind of talked about the locker room situation, but I mean, that's cool that you've seen both, you know, at, was it the AAA and the AA level? It was um, AAA in Des Moines, which is like the highest of the minor okay. league. And then it was class A short season in um, Oregon, which is the lowest of the minor leagues. Was it, so it was, was it quite, cool? quite a difference. Was it cool to go back and like, think about what you learned in those three months and then knowing like, oh, like I would go back and do things differently, but it's cool that you actually got the chance to go back and, you know, do things differently, which is cool. Yeah. It was such an amazing opportunity. And, and usually people wouldn't make that jump so quickly. I was supposed to go um, to South Bend, which is their class A. So it, I think, yeah. So it was just one step above Oregon, but um, the dietitian who was supposed to be in Des Moines ended up not being able to take the job. So I took it and it was, it was, yeah, so great. It felt like a, another chance to do everything oh, you know all get another chance <laughs> I know I got very lucky so I I got to do things you know just a little bit better um learn from what I'd learned the first time and yeah you asked like what what did learning did I take from yeah. from the Cubs I think the biggest one was um you know I kind of alluded to this with my my syllabus and wanting to follow all the rules and that um, this is my first job and we were supposed to set up pre and post game for all their meals home and away. And so I'm still in Columbus and Ohio where Ohio state is before going out to Oregon. And I'm like, I know I have to do this. I'm going to set up a whole month of meals right now and get ahead of it. So I'm setting up these meals and they are the healthiest, like salad, chicken on the side, like steamed vegetables, brown rice. Like I'm just making it. I'm like, this team's going to be the healthiest team ever. And oh. then I get there and no one's touching the food. They're looking at it and they're just kind of like not into it. People start eating McDonald's into the clubhouse. Like, and I'm like, what did I do wrong? And what I did wrong was I planned all these meals without ever talking to one of the athletes without getting any information on who they are, 
where do they come from? This team was 80% Hispanic. So had moved to America for the first time from Mexico and the Dominican Republic and Panama and all these places. And they're, they're not gonna eat this food. Like that's not what they're used to. So what I learned from there was get to know your athletes, get, and get to know your clients, whatever, whoever they may be, um, before deciding how to serve them. Because it's so important. You can't impose your idea of what a perfect, nutri what perfect nutrition is. Because if they're not going to eat it, it's not doing them any favors. Because they're getting McDonald's, you know? So that's something huge that I took into my, um, my time at, in Des Moines. That's like, really get to know story. these guys. Yeah, it was crazy. So much wasted food, but yeah, you got to meet them in the middle. That was something I learned. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a great lesson on, I think any younger RG, like you just, you think you're the nutrition expert, which you have the knowledge, but if you don't have the rest in place, then mm -hmm. everyone's going to go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. And they did. And the whole clubhouse smelled like McDonald's and sweaty men. It was just, it was a great time. Bad, bad combo. Bad combo. All right. Can you, can you talk about your transition from the collegiate setting to private practice? I feel like that's, that's yeah. where it all is. Oh, okay. So it was definitely not easy. Cause like I said, I had no knowledge of how to do it because I'd never even researched it. Cause it was so beyond my scope of what was possible for me because I told myself, you're not going to be able to find clients. Like you're taking a huge risk. Like you, you can't do this. And then just one day, I mean, it was COVID and I'm sitting in this new apartment in this new state where I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I had no like direction forward because who knows what sports jobs are going to be opening. <laughs> um, and I just, it just hit me like, this is what you need to do. This, you need to make this happen because once everything's rolling, like you're going to be so much happier. Like this is just what needs to happen. So yeah, you know, I just started researching really like looking up on Instagram, what other RDs are doing. Um, just Googling people, <laughs> trying to figure out as much as possible. And um, yeah, I mean, I still question what I'm doing almost every day. Like, is this right? What's going on? Um, but it's, it's been really great. And I, I did hire a business coach, which I know we talked, you talked to Jenny Westerkamp a little bit about hiring a business coach. And, you know, for me, it was definitely the right decision because I had no idea what, what was going on. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really helpful. And it's just been, you know, learning what I have to do and, yeah, I, I'm not getting very much into specifics. What what kind of uh I guess like are you what happy? should I get into? Happy? Like are you really happy now or do you feel like you'll find that happiness really soon with the transition as hard as it was in a weird way for that independence? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy now. And that's you know, now I guess I'm about six or seven months in and I'm still loving working from home. I'm loving connecting with clients on a really deep level. Like I, I don't meet with anyone for less than three months. And because of that, I'm able to really get to know them and 
help them slowly add these actions into their life that are going to get them where they want to go. And that's been really rewarding. Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely a much better fit. And I think that comes from my lack of athlete background. You know, I did think I could kind of fake it till I made it. Um, and I'm not saying you have to be an athlete in order to be a sports RD at all. Um, I just kind of struggled with it a lot with the whole, like my personality, I was kind of afraid to show it because I knew I wasn't an athlete. So I felt like I had to put on this front, like I know what I'm talking about and I'm serious and I just wasn't very much myself. And that's on me because, you know, people like it when you're your authentic self, even if you're not like them, it's kind of refreshing, I think, in, in the athletic field um, when, when there's someone who is just authentically themselves. And that's what um, Dawn Jackson Blattner showed me at the Cubs. She would show up in the clubhouse with a leopard print shirt and like black shiny like jeans. And I'm like, I want to be more like that. I want to hundred percent show myself um, and not, and you know, not have to worry about being a certain way. And I definitely struggled with that. And that's just who I am. So where I am now, I'm just, I feel a lot more comfortable. I guess. Um, it was just a good transition for me. I love that. And I think that's such a good point too, is of like whatever setting you're in, like it's, a, it's actually good to like really be self-aware and notice like how you're feeling and like to think now, like how you're connecting with your clients, it feels so much more authentic because you can relate to them. And I think everybody probably has been in a stage in their career where they felt uncomfortable. Like when I was in the hospitals doing clinical, like I felt uncomfortable. Like I really was like uncomfortable. Like I don't want to bother this nurse and like find her in room A. Like I had so much, not like actual anxiety, but like, you know what I mean? It was like, I don't like, you just feel yes. uncomfortable and just really take that as a sign of like that you're learning about yourself and you know, to think mm -hmm. that COVID never happened, you know, I mean, I'm sure Seb would have still got that job, but like, you know, to think that really pushed you because of the environment that we're in now and but it actually helps you find where you want to be and spend your time. So yeah, cool. definitely, definitely. Any advice for um, any dietitian that wants to start their private practice or anything you wish you kind of knew five, six, seven months ago? Yeah. So first off, don't listen to anyone who says you can't be profitable in the first year because you can, and you can do this. Like it's, it's hard, but if you focus and you put your all into it. Like if I can do it, anyone can do it. I know nothing about business or I knew nothing about business. Um, so that'd be my first thing is like, if you really want to do this, you can, and you should just start today. Um, start with an Instagram. You don't even have to take clients yet. Just get a following on Instagram and go from there. Um, my second piece of advice, you know, and this is just because what worked for me, um, but hire a coach, hire a business coach. If you're deciding that this is what I'm going to do, invest in yourself and invest in a coach, because there are a ton of awesome RDs who have turned business coaches and they're helping people just streamline the process. You can figure it out on your own, but it'll take you twice as long as if you have someone there helping you through it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely 
encourage having help because it's, it's a lonely profession. I went from, you know, working in sports and being around hundreds of athletes and coaches and all these people every day to me and my computer and whoever I talk to on my computer. So it's nice to have someone there guiding you and kind of cheering you on and, and leading you through the, the craziness of business, because there's a lot to learn. Well, that's definitely good advice. Do you feel like being a dietitian now for almost five years, like your skill set is also like on point for starting a private practice versus not like if you're a year out, don't start one, but any advice there on getting experience before starting? Yeah, definitely. That helped with the confidence level. Um, Knowing that I've counseled people in the past and that they've seen good results like that definitely helped. Um, And something that has been, you know, really interesting in this transition to private practice is that, um, you know, I did hire a business coach, but she's not a dietitian. She's a life coach. And um, it's been really interesting. I mean, she's helped me so much. But it's been interesting because she's kind of opened me up to this world of life coaching. And I'm trying to pair the two like, yes, I have expertise in nutrition, but my clients have expertise in their body. And they probably already know what they need to do for the most part in order to get where they want to go. So pairing this, you know, like, yes, I know about nutrition, but also getting skills of how to help people set small goals and and put really small achieve. actions. Yeah. And really achieve them like small actions every week. What got in the way, you know, what could hold you accountable, things like that. Just those sort of questions um, to really, you know, have them learn how to eat and have it last like for their whole life. So that's been an interesting thing that I'm, I'm still working on pairing the two it can be hard because the whole, especially in sports, Seb always laughs. Like I, he works in the kitchen sometimes. Um, and he always laughs because he works with football players. And if they're not doing what they're supposed to, he'll just say, you need to eat more. Where are you going to eat more? And that's just not the approach that works with my, my clients. So we have two very different approaches. Um, Yeah. yeah, So that's been a bit of a, I've learned a lot from, from that. These people I'm working with for the most part are not athletes and they're not going to respond to this is exactly what you need to do now go do it they they don't so I'm, I'm learning with that as well that's super interesting yeah no that's cool that like you know you have the experience as a dietitian but also like just bettering yourself and your skills and your approach in a different setting is so important because it's mm-hmm. new anyways so all right ready for the rapid fire round oh yes Favorite Trader Joe's item? Oh, God. My favorite one? I need to picture the store. I'm closing my eyes. (laughs) I don't want to be basic and say like a salad, but there is a salad I get every single time. Which which salad do you get? The Southwest. I forget. Like the Uh, big one? The mixed bag one. I'm so basic. Okay, I'm gonna say two because I'm no, not like a crazy I'll go get it salad now. person. Okay, it's it's like a pre-bagged salad with a bunch of stuff you add to it. I love it. I get it every time I'm there. But I also love their brookies. It's like half brownie, half cookie, oh. and they're pre-made. 
They're so Wait, good. I need to go get that. I never knew they had that. I have them in my fridge now. Yes, I'm all about balance. So both. Have you had their mandarin orange chicken yet? No. Frozen? Life-changing, yep. It will change Ooh. your life. It's like going out to a restaurant, but not because you're not Ooh. at a restaurant. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> I need that since restaurants are still closed, at least where I am. What does everyone need to know about Syracuse University? Oh, that is the best place in the world. Just talking to you, Liz. It brings me back. Um, honestly, what I always tell people is that if Syracuse, that whole campus was just transported somewhere warm, it everyone would go. Everyone would, would apply there because it is like the best combination of sports and school and social. Like it was just it is. the it's best time ever. It's super funny because when you leave, and you don't realize that like you don't, like you don't really ever go back unless you're what going to Niagara Falls. You're not going to pass Syracuse like ever. So like, that, don't get your hopes up if you plan to like go often after. But exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, and one other thing people need to know is I don't know if this is anywhere else, but the fire hydrants are raised like three or four feet out That's of so the ground nice. because it snows 170 inches a year there. So like, there's these pipes four feet off the ground and then the fire hydrants start because they know there's going to be a ton of snow. This is random, but this was brought up in Riley's episode about like that there wasn't Uber in like 2015. Like we used to take, <gasps> remember Blue Star Taxi? We oh would take God. Blue Star Taxi to like Destiny USA Mall. That's but like, so I'm like, funny. are we that old that like we took taxis and golf? We're that old. <laughs> it's just insane <laughs> how time's passing. Okay, what is the funniest argument you and Seb have gotten into about nutrition? Oh, man. Oh, let me that think. kind of a hard one. You can take your time. Yeah. Um, so I guess this isn't really an, an argument, but it's more of a story that's funny and has to do with nutrition. So in grad school, we had a professor who was like the lead keto researcher um, and Seb heard him talk and he was just inspired. He's like, I'm gonna do keto. <laughs> Seb's gonna kill you for saying this. I know he is. I know. So <laughs> we're in grad school and he decides he's gonna do keto and he's sticking with it. And it's so funny because there's always memes and, and people will say like, people who do keto or people who are vegan, yeah. what they love to do is tell everyone else how they're doing that. And yeah. it was literally just him talking about what he was going to eat, what he had just eaten and how great keto was. And it was for a solid three months. And the whole time I'm just telling him like, you need to stop because <laughs> all of your mental space, like what, what are you doing? And Eventually he did stop, but I guess long story short, he likes to try all sorts of different ways of eating. I think okay, to, to, yeah, to kind of know when his athletes say, I'm going to do keto or I'm going to do IF. So he can like guide them through like, okay, this is what will happen, but this could also happen. That's funny. Yeah, yeah he's tried, he's tried all sorts of different, like, He's done IF and keto and he's tried to do plant-based and all of this. And I'm just like, 
a hundred percent always you're towards eating, the you're balance. Just, you're just eating your brookies. <laughs> I'm eating my brookies and laughing as he's like up and down with all these different things. So it's not really like an argument. It's just a different way of looking at nutrition is that he likes to try all these things and I'm good just like doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's just two different viewpoints, yeah. I guess. Do you have a favorite cereal? Go to cereal. Right now it is, um, Trader Joe's has this like maple pecan crunch cereal and it's so good. Okay. And that's probably had, my favorite one. Have you ever had the Kashi um, Goline peanut butter cereal? Not peanut butter. Oh, it's, it's good. Oh, it's life-changing. It's like eating Reese's cups in milk. Oh, I do love, <laughs> kind of this takes me back to Syracuse. <laughs> I would, it was like my dessert in quotes. Oh I was God. so weird. After every meal, I'd go and yeah, get like did 12 that. different, did that. <laughs> different <laughs> cereals. I gained the freshman 15. No, it, but it was like, yes. right. It was like <gasps> life fun cereal, like Cocoa Puffs, like life. Oh my God. <laughs> just bring your bowl it's cereal, so it's healthy. Well, I, yeah, I'd do that. And then I'd get a bowl of chocolate chips for the road oh. every time. <laughs> All so right, last, last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. If you could tell your younger Artie self one thing, what would you say? Mm. We've talked about this already, but you don't have to change who you are to fit in with the job. Ooh, this is Because that definitely, yeah. So good. That definitely was my mindset for all of my sports nutrition jobs. And it was, it was actually a therapist who told me that once. She's like, I said something about, oh yeah, I definitely am a different person at work than I am at home. And she's like, it doesn't have to be like that. And it, it shouldn't be like that. That's so really, you know, trust your own intuition. It's good to be uncomfortable. Like I get it being uncomfortable pushes you, but there comes a point, like for me, I was five years into like counting Ohio state and the Cubs and Illinois, like I was five years into working in sports nutrition and I still felt like I was having to, I felt like I was changing myself in order to fit in. And, and that's when it was time to take a step back and say, okay, what's, what's the best for you? So, yeah. And I guess I, I wouldn't change anything because I learned so much about myself through all that. And I met so many people and I loved being a sports RD. I loved the athletes, but, um, yeah, definitely all led me to where I am today. So I'm thankful for it, but yeah, lots to learn along the way. Amazing. Be yourself. And, you know, like you said, it's okay to be uncomfortable. That's how you find out where you want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. Well, Emily, thanks so much for your time today. This was so fun. This was a blast. Oh my gosh. It was so great catching up with you, reminiscing on our Syracuse days. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Arty Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another Sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.